You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And on this podcast, we talk all about the wife-sharing lifestyle, whether it be hot-wifing or cuckolding. And we also like to throw in a little bit of the interracial slash BBC lifestyle for good measure. As I've always said, my goal here is to separate fact from fiction, to kind of let you know what, what, what really goes on, what people really think about, what people really talk about. And just to kind of get you to see this lifestyle for what it really is. So with that being said, um, I had something, I had a conversation that I actually had with a good friend of mine, uh, Mr. Mocha from O-Faces Podcast. And we kind of touched on it briefly on my fourth anniversary episode. And I just kind of wanted to go into a little bit more detail about it because I've had conversations with people recently and it's come up a few times. And it's it's one of those things that it's not fun to talk about because it's not a comfortable position to be in, regardless of which side of the fence you are on. And it's something that affects everybody in this lifestyle. And that is the idea of dealing with rejection. Um, it's something that I'm sure, like I said, we've, we've all been in that position. It can be extremely uncomfortable extremely awkward, especially if you're in a public situation or like a group situation, like a party or something like that, where one minute you're rejecting somebody and then the next minute you're talking to somebody who interests you and the person who you just rejected or who you rejected earlier is seeing you show interest in somebody else. So, Let's talk about that a little bit. One of the things that I I always say to guys, you know, when they express an interest to get into this lifestyle is to check your ego at the door. That is one of the most valuable lessons you can learn in this lifestyle. And I say, when I say check your ego, I I mean for a variety of reasons. Uh, One being... Women in this lifestyle, once they get to a certain point, for the most part, these are very sexually liberated women. They've learned to embrace what they like. They've learned to embrace the choices that they have. And I see some guys struggle with the fact that she may not, you may not be the only guy that she's playing with. Um, and it makes them react in, 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 in certain ways, you know, whether they request that she be only for him or they try to shame her or any of the other uh, different forms that it takes. But the bottom line is that they are not comfortable with the idea that she's playing with somebody else. So I often say check your ego because... It doesn't matter how good you fuck her. It doesn't matter how good you think your dick is. 
doesn't matter how good you think your your sexual prowess is. She's enjoying herself and she wants to explore as many options as she chooses. And it's not really your place to try to restrict her. So once you're able to remove your ego from the equation and just want to see her have a good time, then it just becomes it just becomes easier to deal with. Um, the other way that I would say check your ego is you're you're not going to be everybody's type. I don't care how you look, what your build is, what your financial status is, what your you know, if you were a former athlete, whatever demographic, whatever type you fit in this lifestyle, you're not going to appeal to everyone. And when you find yourself in a situation where you don't match what somebody is looking for, you know, just take it in stride. You know, think about those times when there was a woman who express interest in you and you weren't interested for whatever the reason may be you know maybe it was something about her energy or you just weren't into her look or something anything there are a number of reasons why we're not attracted to someone why we don't feel that connection with someone so and again I'm going to address everybody in this but I'm starting with the guys when 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 you're dealing with somebody who is not as we used to say who's not giving you that rhythm you know be able to read the signs be able to tell when someone is really feeling you versus someone who's just trying to be polite because what we don't want to do is we we you don't want to put somebody in a position where you're almost going to make them be too honest. In other words, do you really want to put somebody in a position where they say, hey, I'm not attracted to you? You know, hey, you're not my type. You know, I, I, like, I know that there are people out there who say that they like honesty, but is that where you really want someone to go? So it 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 really helps to read the signs and we're all guilty of it we've all been there like you know you've heard me recount the story on my podcast before where you know I was at a splash event and there was a a, a couple that I was talking to and you know I found his wife attractive and you know the the husband kind of whispered to me basically saying that I don't fit the body type that she likes you know what i'm saying and that's cool i'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea and i appreciated him Number one, for being honest with me. And number two, just saving me time. You know, like the moment that I find out that I'm that I'm not what somebody is looking for, then I'm going to invest my time elsewhere. And I feel like that's a healthy way to think. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you let me know what you're looking for. I don't fit that. So let me invest my time and effort somewhere else, especially at an event like Splash. But yet and still, you know, you still see guys following women around, following couples around, almost like waiting for her to start playing with someone else so that they can insert themselves into that play session. 
And that's something that I've seen not only at Splash, but I've seen it at my own parties. And I tell guys all the time, look, man, no puppy dogging. And when I say puppy dogging, what I mean is don't follow somebody around. It makes the women feel very uncomfortable. You know, so 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 don't do it. So from the guy standpoint, my advice would be learn how to read that energy. Learn how to read those signs. You know, talk to the husband. I mean, I always say that the husband in this lifestyle is one of the greatest resources you can encounter. So use it. Ask him, hey, what is her type? Do I fit her type? Or if you've had that first conversation, ask him, hey, is she feeling me? Do you, do you think I'm wasting my time? Because he knows. Because he, you know, number one, he knows her. And number two, they've probably had this conversation. So don't be shy about asking the husband where you stand because you don't want to make her uncomfortable. You don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're barking up the wrong tree. You know, so that would probably be uh, my advice for the guys because, and again, me and Mr. Mocha touched on this, is you'll see guys where they'll, they'll put all this effort into talking to someone, trying to get someone's attention. And then when they find out that she's not interested in them, they'll get aggressive and they'll get rude. Oh man, fuck that bitch. I mean, I ain't want her anyway. Almost like their feelings are hurt, you know? So they, they lash out and they'll say things like, oh man, she ain't all that anyway. You know, she's probably this or she's probably that or trying to make up reasons for you know, why she's not interested in them. You know, I've heard people say, you know, uh, you know, and, and couples tell me that a guy will respond with, oh, well, she must not like black guys, you know, and, and kind of try to turn it into a racial thing. And it's like, no, she's just not interested in you. Like, why do you have to create all of these reasons for why she's not into you instead of just accepting the fact that for whatever reason, you're not her type and just move on? And again, goes back to what I said, this lifestyle is so much easier if you learn to check your ego at the door. It's nothing personal. Just because you're not somebody's type, does that automatically mean that it's something personal? And this is coming from someone who, you know, spent almost the first half of my life, the first, you know, one third of my life being a very insecure person, being a person who, when a woman didn't like me the way that I like them, I took it personally. I felt like they were saying that there was something was wrong with me or that I wasn't worthy of their attention. And it wasn't until I learned how everything fit together until I learned that, hey, just because you're not somebody's type, it doesn't devalue you as a person. The reality is you're not going to be everybody's type. But the flip side of that coin is you are going to be some people's type. And so what you need to do is learn to keep your eyes and ears open for those times when you're around people who like your type. In other words, stop investing so much time in the people who you are not their type and learn how to pay attention to the signs that people are giving you when you are their type. And once you have that, 
man, it makes everything so much easier. It really does. And like I said, this is coming from someone who, you know, I was definitely on that insecure spectrum. And I've talked about that on this show before. And I saw firsthand the difference that comes in how people respond and react to you and treat you when you have that self-confidence, when you understand that, hey, you know what? I, I know that I might not be your type. And if I'm not cool, I'll, I'll keep talking to people until I find someone who does get down with me and not take it personally. Now, with that being said, as far as addressing the guys, let me move the conversation to the women. Now, I, I think that this is probably a, a more delicate subject because as guys, regardless of what our backgrounds are, we're kind of conditioned from an early age to be turned down. You know, no guy has a hundred percent success rate. You know, from the time we first start being interested in women, we're, we, we almost get taught and trained to how to deal with being shot down. So it doesn't, I'm not going to say it doesn't affect us, but we, we, we just get used to it. You know, we get accustomed to it. And that's why guys are able to be so persistent. You know, you, you say something and you shoot them down and it seems like they just keep coming. Like, you know, because guys just learn to ignore that and, and think that, okay, if I just be persistent, I'll, I'll wear her down. I'll get her. But I've learned that women aren't necessarily used to that same level of rejection. Not saying it never happens, but just because guys put themselves out there so much when they're younger and coming up and in high school and in college, they just get used to it. Whereas with women, I think that because you have this prevailing thought that, oh, guys are always interested in sex. So if a woman puts sex on the table, they think that the guy is going to take it. Um, especially in a sexually charged atmosphere that this lifestyle presents. So when you have a woman who, you know, gets to that point where she's like, okay, I like this guy, you know, I'm, I'm willing to sleep with this guy. And then the guy is like, nah, I'm good. That can catch some women off guard. That can put some women in the situation where they might not know how to, to, to process that. And, you know, I would I would say to the ladies to kind of do the same thing that I tell the guys to do, which is check your ego. You know what I'm saying? Like understand that you're not going to be every guy's type, regardless of what guy A told you about how hot you are and how sexy you are and how bad he wants you. Guy B may not feel the same way. But the problem may come in the fact that you don't want guy A. You're attracted to guy B. And when guy B doesn't feel the same way that guy A does, it can make you feel a certain way. And I've, I've you know, I know guys and I've had conversations with guys and, you know, they will talk about, you know, a particular wife that's into them and, you know, like they want to let her down easy, but it's like I'm, I'm, I'm not attracted to her. But she keeps trying, you know, she keeps trying to get me alone and she keeps asking me, hey, when are we going to get together and and things like that? And they're like, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to hurt her feelings. But 
I'm not, I'm not feeling her like that. She's not my type, you know, whether it's, it's, it's physically or, or mentally, or, you know, maybe he's like, you know, I just don't, I just, I don't vibe with her husband. You know, the energy is not, it's not always going to be there. So, you know, I would say that, like I say to the guys, you, 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 you've got to learn how to read those signals. In other words, whenever you say something, whenever you try to initiate something, is he, is he being vague? Is he being elusive? You know what I'm saying? Is it like, oh, well, yeah, maybe sometime or yeah, you know, I'm, is he always busy? Like maybe that's his way of trying to let you know that he's not interested in you in that way, but he's trying to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't necessarily want to say diplomatic, but he, he doesn't want to hurt your feelings. He doesn't want to come across arrogant or cocky or insensitive, you know? So he's, 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 he's struggling to, to find a way. Cause I talk to guys and it, it, it makes them uncomfortable. Like, they, we don't know how to handle that. It's like, how do I let this woman know that I have no desire to play with her, but it's obvious that she really wants to play with me. And I actually had a conversation with someone recently and he made a really good point. And this was, even the husband would say to him, you know, hey man, you know, my, my wife really is interested in you. My wife would really like to play with you. And his thought was, why are you making me be the bad guy? Like, why can't you be the one to tell your wife that, hey, you deserve to have somebody who's pursuing you? You know, if this guy is not giving you the attention that I know you deserve, then move on. You know, you deserve to have somebody who is into you as much as you are into them. You know, like you don't need to be chasing anybody around. And I thought that was very interesting. You know, I know that for a lot of husbands in this lifestyle, they want to see their wife get what she wants. But sometimes she can't get what she wants. And so you have to ask yourself, would it be better for her to have the guy just routinely denying her advances or would it be better for the husband to encourage her to not just to move on, but to let her know, look, you deserve better. Not that this guy is not a good guy, but just you deserve better in the sense that you deserve to have somebody who is as into you as you are into them. And again, this is not to say that the people who aren't into you are bad people. It's not about that. Sometimes we just don't click. We've all been there. We've all had somebody who was into us and we weren't into them. And it's not that we think that they're bad people. It's not that we don't like them as people. Just that, that sexual spark that is vital to that, to a connection. It's just not there. And when it's not there, it's very difficult to manufacture it out of thin air. It's one of those things where it's either there or it's not. And when it's not, if you're really paying attention, 
if you're really being aware, you, you can see that it's not there. You can feel that it's not there. Just like on the flip side, when it's there, you can see it. You can feel it. You can feel when that chemistry is in the air. You know, so we've all been there. We all know what it feels like, which makes it more interesting to me because we all know what it feels like, yet we, we all still do it. You know, I often uh, relay the story about an experience that I had at uh, a party of mine a number of years ago. You know, there was a, a, a very attractive woman there, you know, and she was, she was on the larger side, but she was still a very attractive woman. And she was complaining to me that the guys that she was into were not wanting to play with her. And she was upset about that. And in the middle of her having this conversation with me, a guy came up to her and, you know, he politely, he tried to get her attention and was like, yo, when you, you know, when you get done, you know, I'd like to talk to you. And she blew him off, just blew him off as she was talking to me. And then she came right back to complaining to me. And I'm standing there and I'm looking at her and I'm like, do you see what just happened? In other words, you're complaining to me that the guys you want, the guys that you're interested in, are not wanting to play with you. But yet, here was a guy that wanted to play with you, and you didn't want to play with him. In other words, it's okay for you, you know, to make that decision and to only play with people who you're interested in, but yet you don't want to give the guys that same respect. In other words, you just did what you're accusing them of doing. In other words, you were being a hypocrite. And she was so wrapped up in complaining that she didn't even see it. Even though it happened right there, she didn't even see it. She didn't even see it like that. And I just found I just found that to be really telling. You know, so you know, what I would just say to people is like I said we we've all been in that situation we all know what it feels like to have someone who wants to be with us who wants to play with us but yet we don't want to play with them I would say keep that feeling in mind when you're approaching someone and they're not they're not being as receptive as you'd like them to be. Like, keep that in mind. Learn how to read those signals. Learn how to read those signs. In other words, especially at an event like a play party, whether it's a hotel party, a house party, or something like Splash. Like, I know one of the things that bothers not just guys, but, you know, women and couples too, is, you know, somebody that they're interested in is not interested in them, but then they'll see that person playing with somebody else. And I get it. It's natural to be like, oh, well, they're playing with her or, oh, she's playing with him and, and feel a certain kind of way. What I think a big difference is, is not saying that women don't do it, but they don't do it, I think, with the same frequency that guys do, which is when a guy finds himself in that situation, the guy who has been rejected and they see the girl or the woman who returned them away playing with somebody else, 
they'll move closer to that situation. In other words, their mindset will be, well, shit, let me go over there and see if I can get my dick sucked. Maybe if I just pull my dick out, she'll forget that she shot me down earlier or, or whatever the case may be. And they'll go over there and they'll try to insert themselves into that play session, even though she shot them down earlier. And my thing is, why, why would you want to do that? Like that, that is the potential for just an uncomfortable situation and not just uncomfortable, but it can get embarrassing. I mean, like the last thing you want is to be called out, whether it's by her or by the husband or by the guy that she's playing with. Like, yo dude, she told you earlier. No, like, you know, what are you dense? You know what I'm saying? Like nobody wants to be in that situation. So Again, I'm not professing to have all of the answers. I just know that it's it's an uncomfortable topic, but yet it's something that goes on every single day in this lifestyle, and it's something that affects every single person in that lifestyle, meaning every single person in this lifestyle has either rejected somebody or been rejected by somebody. And for a lot of us, we've done both. So there is no one in this lifestyle who is immune from that. But yet it's something that a lot of people still struggle with. So, again, like I always do, I'm just trying to stimulate conversation, you know, and ask you. If you're a guy, how do you handle rejection? How do you reject people? What are your methods? Do you think you could be better at it, at either aspect of it? Could you be better at how you handle telling a person, telling a woman that you're not interested? Can you be better at the way you handle rejection? Can you get better at reading those signs? For the women and the couples, ask yourself those same questions. How do you handle those situations where there's a guy interested in you or a couple interested in you and you're not interested in them? How do you handle that? And when the shoe is on the other foot, when there's somebody that you're interested in and they're not interested in you, how do you handle that? You know, sometimes I say the best way is to, you know, you can let somebody know that you're interested and then, you know, put the ball in their court. You know, it's like we used to do when we were younger. You know, we, you know, you go to a party and you get numbers or you, you know, I would always be the type where I, you know, it's like, I don't want your number. I'll give you my number. That way I know if I never hear from you, then you probably weren't interested. You probably just took my number to be nice. But if I give you my number and you call me, then I know, okay, she's interested. She called me. And so, you know, maybe the best thing to do when you've kind of bumped your head up against the wall with somebody and they're not really giving you the rhythm that you were looking for, let them know, look, here's my contact information, whatever it is. Here's my Twitter. Here's my SDC ID, my SLS ID. Here's my phone number, whatever. If you want to reach out to me, if you want to get in contact with me, here you go. And leave it at that. That way, if you never hear from them, you have your answer. You have your answer. And if you do hear from them, again, you have your answer. That's their way of them telling you that they are interested. And then you proceed from there. 
So that's pretty much all I've got to, to say about that. Um, like I said, just trying to stimulate conversation, get people talking, ask, you know, get people to ask themselves those questions. You know, uh, you know, guys, if you have, you know, women or couples that you're, you know, that you're really comfortable talking to, have this conversation with them, not necessarily about you, but just, hey, how do you handle that? How do how can I as a guy, what's the best way for me to let you down? Get a woman's perspective, get a couple's perspective. And the same thing for the ladies. You know, if you have a bull that you have that kind of relationship with that you can talk to, ask him, what's the best way a woman can let you down? What's the best way a woman can let you know that she's not interested? A way that can be effective, but doesn't make you come across like you're being conceited or stuck up or insensitive or something like that. Like I said, I, I know that this is not a comfortable thing for people to talk about. I'm, a, I'm fully aware of that, but it's still something that needs to be talked about because it's something that we all deal with. So I'm going to leave it at that. As always, I'm your host, Michael C. I want to thank you for listening to another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. To my Patreon supporters, thank you all. From the bottom of my heart, I wouldn't be able to do what I do if it wasn't for your continued support. So thank you guys very much for your support of what I do. And for those of you who are not yet Patreon supporters, like I say, Maybe this will be the episode that makes you say, you know what? We like what that Michael C. guy is doing, and we want to we support him. We want to see him continue doing what he's doing. So with that being said, I'm your host, Michael C. This has been another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast, and I will see you when I see you. Peace. Peace.